Hello and welcome to the another podcast. Uh, today, this is a really summer podcast. We have no uh, specific topic uh, when we are starting up. Uh, and Lisbeth is a little delayed, so I will just start here uh, by myself. And if I can see there is a couple of... Uh, Students is listening in a live, and if you have anything you want us to talk about, please just write in the chat uh, here live, uh, and then we can talk about it. Um, but I hope everybody is enjoying their summer, and uh, there's been. Uh, some questions about uh, some of the the lessons uh, from module one. Uh, there's all on the same part where how do you use it in practical? How do you put some of it in practical use? Uh, and we are going to talk uh, a lot about that in in module three, where we're talking about how you plan and execute uh, teaching. And I can and I can talk a little about it now. Um, the one thing is um, about feelings and and so on. How now it sounds a lot about feelings and. It's very, you can say, hippie uh, like um, to talk about feelings, but one of the most under it was a difficult word, but one of the, the things uh, you often forget is how much feeling is if uh, have influence on our decision making. And when you have a person, every time we meet one and or you have some kind of uh, consultation or, or interaction, any kind of interaction, it will always generate some kind of feelings. Um, and It's okay, normally that's a good thing, and it, it is a good thing. We have to have some kind of feelings, but the problem is when the feelings is going to control our decision, especially if we are in a professional setting, like as a dog trainer, we cannot let the, the feeling dictate our decisions. Um, when we are professional, that's uh, where the the term empathy is coming in. Where and that's something you talk about, especially as a healthcare professional, as, as a nurse or a doctor, or, or any kind of uh, healthcare worker, where you have to you have to see it from the, the other person, the, the patient or, or the client's perspective in a feeling, from their feelings, but you get you don't get involved by yourself uh, with your feelings. It's you let don't let your feeling dictate how you react and how you interact with the patient. Um, that's a little not so good uh, explanation but that's but empathy is it's very important where and to have that part where you you can look at the situation from the other parts perspective but you don't get emotional involved by yourself and that's why and that's also something we have to do as a dog trainer because if our feelings is dictating 
how we act in the situation and not our cognitive, our controlled, well-thought actions, then we are going to get dragged down as in the same level as uh, as the other person. Um, I just uh, I just have to think a, a little how how I put the words right here because this is a very uh, mm. uh, it's very especially when we have talk about dog handling it's it can be a very sore subject to talk about feelings and not have feelings in the situation uh, we can feel disgust how how the the dog owner is treating the dog and so on but Of course, we have to have some kind of feelings in the situation, but when we are the professional part, we have to act in a controlled manner. That's the difference. We're going to talk about the, the professional talk or the professional interaction. And in a professional interaction, in a different way, if you're going to meet with your friends, you all have an equal responsibility to the outcome of that interaction but in a in a professional interaction the professional part always have a bigger responsibility on the outcome than the non-professional part and there's in your situation as a dog trainer uh, you're the professional part. You're the one that is getting paid to be there. And there you, ha you have a bigger responsibility on the outcome. I hope that this makes sense. And, that, and that's why in that situation, you can, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm just, how I going to formulate? Of course, we have to show our feelings. We have to to be honest. Uh, but we have to to take the decisions I, with our cognitive part. Or we have to the thing we have to do have to develop thought. We have to think about it and do it in a controlled manner. If we let the feelings dictate our our action, it's probably be not as good as uh, for the situation as if we just think about what we are going to do and then do the action i i don't know if if it's making sense it's a very hard to topic and to just talk about by myself but the the part where we take control over our own feeling before we do anything uh, and that's the way I do it uh, and is to to take what you can call I call it a combat breath uh, and we are going to take control our on ourselves by taking start to take control over our breathing because then we are there's a lot of things happening when we do that and that's we are distancing ourselves to the situation by the combat breed is like this one i'm counting to two breathe in counting to two holding my breath and breathing out on two it sounds like this 
Um, and by doing this, I buying myself time to think about what I'm going to do and let the feeling go off a little. Uh, uh, by distancing myself uh, uh, and not physical distancing but I get at a little time time distance so I can think about and maybe look on the situation in a little new little bit of new perspective so by that way getting control of my uh, feelings I don't know if it's making sense this but by taking control of your breath breathing you'll actually those of you who have done yoga know this by controlling your breathing you get very good control over yourself you can actually by your breathing getting control over your pulse uh, and so on and and that's why because you're also getting control over your uh, your hormones and so on that's uh, yeah just to make it short and to wrap this up if you feel the, the you're getting overwhelmed by feelings in a situation you can take control of the situation by concentrating on your breathing for a short moment and uh, another way is just to count to three one two three and then react uh, that's also, also a way to do it um, because as a professional to put it a little uh, it's a little on the edge but our feelings as a professional have nothing to do in this situation uh, uh, our feelings in, is not important the, the the feelings that is important is the, the clients, uh, the customer, or what you can call it. So by controlling our feeling, we're nearly always getting a better outcome uh, of the situation. Um, so, and that's, I don't know if, If you want me to talk more about this, uh, please uh, feel free to to write, uh, and we can take it up. It was just an uh, uh, answer on a question. Uh, so, yes. And now we have another question, uh, Sarah. Um, is here, uh, and Lisbeth is here. Uh, let's see I'm just going to see oh there's so shall I grant access for Lisbeth's mic probably yes can you say something Lisbeth now now you're you you I'm here now, if you can hear me. No? Now we can hear you. Now you can hear me, okay. Now, the, the quiet time is over. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Um, I just talk about something, the professional uh, interaction in. Uh, in yes, field. I've been here all the time. I've been yes. here for ten minutes almost. Oh, 
so yeah, you have exactly. any comment on it? No, um, other than it's something we all struggle with, I feel, that the, it's like telling them to wear a, a harness. Some of them are changing to the harness in the car when they come, and when they're finished, they change back to the collar. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's always how we get through to them. Yes. And and you can't to everyone, I think, maybe. No, no, and, and but the point is it's allowed to have feelings, but you cannot let the the feelings dictate how you solve the situation. And that's the important part, taking decisions yeah. with your feelings as a professional. You have to think about in a cognitive way how you control the uh, how you handle the situation because often the feelings it will lead into a conflict if the if you have if two persons have different uh, feelings mm -hmm. the, the feelings will collide and then you will not solve the situation and that's the point yeah yeah uh, it sounds very easy, but <laughs> it is not. Can you see how many uh, that are here? Yes, uh, Sarah and uh, I think Evie. And Sarah has actually asked a question. I can read it up. Um, Sarah is writing, I would love to hear your advice on how to deal with puppy slash dog owners who appear to listen to you all uh, all your advice during the lesson but then totally ignoring the advice afterwards for example i'm really struggling to get the owners to understand the importance of not over exercising their five months puppy the owners are mounting guides and take the puppy hiking despite everything i said yeah electric color on the dog owners it's brownie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but it's um like i said well i cannot get through to everyone it goes for dog classes and the, the um, dog trainer school <laughs> um i haven't managed to convince everyone about what i what uh what I'm trying to explain. So I think this is more a question for Jonas, how to um, convince people. <laughs> yes. Um, and the, uh, normally the, 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 and there's no quick fix on this one, this kind of to convincing, but the, the only, the thing I, nearly always you can say if you someone is you cannot reach everybody as as Lisbeth say but one way is is using the coaching way where you, instead of telling uh, and maybe maybe sarah you have tried this i don't know but the way is asking questions uh, and by first giving them if you have something it will a way I will try it is give them something written uh, not something I have written by myself but maybe a, a scientific uh, paper or something like that on on puppies uh, how uh, what kind of activity puppies is going to need in different uh, levels of their uh, after the age and so on and then ask questions uh, about the consequence on the puppy what is happening if the puppy is exercising uh, if the, the puppy is walking a whole day in the mountains what what is happening with the, the puppy so they by themselves think oh what can what is it uh, healthy for a puppy to walk eight or ten hours in the mountains and, and so on that's a pro that approach uh, but 
I will try that, but I don't know if you have done that, Sarah. Uh, so uh, that's a way. Uh, my my um, experience is um, that the owner would complain about some kind of behavior in, in their dogs. And then um, I can tell them that the reason for that is could be um could be too much exercise could be too much too little exercise no ex not exercise but things happening it uh, could be the diet could be you know and i start telling them what the reasons might be for that behavior and then they don't change anything of course and they come back the next week and they're still, still complaining about the same thing probably even the the puppy is now getting even worse now it's really not sleeping you know, mm. so it's overtired. Yeah. It starts biting more. It starts barking yeah. uh, yes. more, and all that. And then I just have to repeat myself. That's the only thing you can do to repeat yes. the same answer every time. Yes, but I, I will, I will probably change the approach to ask them why do you think it is like that? Why do you think the dog puppy? Yeah, but then so, sometimes you get answers like. Because I'm not the leader, because you know my yes, and then follow up, yes, follow up because there's a lot of people that is when we are getting told something, we probably all know this. We have have that feeling if someone is going to tell, if my wife is coming to tell me to do something, I probably no, I will not do it now at least. But because nobody is going to, to take, tell me what to do, that's a normal uh, reaction. Uh, but by having the approach where they think they've thought about it by themselves, it can be easier to, to acknowledge it's a harder way to do My it. As a, yes. Yes, Lisbeth. My point was just that then then very often they complain about the same thing. Yes. And then you can only you can you can uh, tell them the same answer. You can say it in different ways, but it's still the same reasons. Yes, and so if you have a puppy. Yes, and that's why the, the approach by telling people uh, can can turn it around. So 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 you don't tell people, but people think they come up it by themselves. Uh, I know what you mean. So you can you can still say, and you can still say, do you think it's how much are you walking the dog? How much exercise yeah. or how much sleep does it get? What kind of food? Have you made any changes? What do you think the reason might be? And then they will, you know, um, I don't know how to explain this, but some people just won't admit it or they don't get it. Yeah, and that, that I know. Yeah, uh, yes, that's that's a big. Repeat, I think in different yes. ways. Yes. No. Am I totally wrong? No, 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 because, no. Because they're always looking for a, a lot of these people are looking for for on they hear your answer, but they want a, a different quick answer. Fix. They want yeah. a yes. easier way to do it. Yeah, and a they quick still fix. might want to go mountain hiking, so they don't want to listen to that advice. They want something yeah. new. Like, yes. is there any other way of doing it? Because I still want my puppy to go hiking with me. Yes. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that that's and I see too. It is doing that. Uh, when I've been attending her her uh, talks, uh, people raise their hand and they say, "My dog is barking too much. Is doing this too much. That uh, everything." And then Tudid said, "says it can be because of," and then she tells them a some kinds of uh, or a list of different reasons because we don't know the reason certainly when we haven't seen the dog and then the the person will argue again 
yes but it can but it's also doing this it's also yes. peeing everywhere now blah 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 yes? yes and then she repeats the same list it is yes. because your dog is stressed or overwhelmed or something yeah and Sarah yes. is saying as well that it's exactly what I think is happening with these people that they really want to do the hiding and then maybe they don't have anyone to take care of the puppies so that's why mm. but the, the point here is if you're go when you're going to this is more coaching the point is if you're going to reach people like this they have to think by themselves and then it's always nearly to reach them is by asking questions instead of yeah yeah and that's that's uh, probably the if you want if i can give one quick fix on this there is no quick fix but the the one one thing is going from let's say the the one where giving them answers asking questions instead think it's very hard as as a, a doctrine or instructor in any way is instead of giving them answers always try to think about giving them questions in that way uh, you're also keeping the alliance and i don't know how to explain it that's um yeah Yeah, saying the same as Liz uh, in, the, in the the point Lisbeth had is is telling the same thing, and that's a very good point to just repeat the same thing, but doing it with questions is probably uh, the best thing. As so, the point is the same every time, but by question. Because that's what I found out that, uh, in the beginning. I thought, am I not making myself clear enough? But yes, um, I think it's often that I am making myself clear, but they don't want the answer I'm giving them. They want a different answer. So they Inside. keep asking until they get the answer. Yes. And that's, uh, and, and that's uh, also a very good way to handle and that is why by asking questions instead. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yes. I that, don't know, Sarah, if you're being too nice, that's a different, uh, a whole different thing. Um, yeah. I uh, think that's difficult. That's a good question, though. Yeah. You know, but what, how nice sorry. we How sorry how nice asking if you're being too nice so that's a good question how uh, nice should we be and what i'm thinking is that you once or twice or even more said we have to also make uh, to make it very clear that these people are paying to learn what we want to our skills this dog okay. school's skills that you yes. paid me to teach you these kind of of skills in the way I do it. Yes. And that's and what being too nice, Jonas. Yeah, I think the thought about being too nice. Um, yeah, they are not paying us to be nice they are paying us to help and that's in you can say the, the you can do it in a nice way but the message is maybe the one they don't want to hear but yeah. they are paying to 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 learn something and yes i'm yeah in some situation the yeah, but the other one uh, you can also do it this way, or I have heard you can do it. Yes, maybe, but you're paying me to to teach you one way to do it, and that's the way I can do it. And 
yeah, we can talk. I cannot talk about other ways to do it because this is the way I'm going to teach you, and that's what you're paying me for. Uh, and that's and I will actually now I'm just uh, as I'm thinking about it when we're talking now the one point where where you nearly always miss on this uh, and I'm doing it all the time when I'm teaching as well is calibrating the expectations in the beginning uh, and where we often fail is that we are not talking about the expectations when we start teaching is what do the customer or the dog owner expect to get out of it so by asking them straightforward what do you want out of this and mm. take that talk before anything else because and also what you as an instructor expect of them and what you can so you're calibrating the expectations and that's often a, a place where thing is going wrong and and you're actually just to put it in in the theoretical uh, context is you're making one of it's one big learning obstacles is the difference the discrepancy in expectations and yeah. if it's, if you don't talk about it is it's a problem and and maybe that's uh, that can help to be to the Sarah's uh, I'm thinking I'm being too nice uh, maybe Maybe not. Uh, I think uh, the expectation, calibrating the expectations is a very big part of it. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, and there, because the talk, uh, uh, one, you have the formal way to, to, to calibrate the expectation is, is to, as a teacher, put up the learning goals and, and, and the purpose with the teaching and so on, goals and purpose. If you present this to the student, they will, they will know what they are going to learn uh, and they are, and but there are also the the and that's a thing we often forget and i'm doing it all the time as well even if i i know how it's important how important it is is the 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 more soft expectations the the way how how do you want to me to talk to you how how hard do you want me to to give you feedback uh, how do you want feedback uh, and so on that's an often forgotten uh, thing to talk about when you start something uh, but is that something that you should i mean if you have a puppy class five weeks puppy class are you going to spend time on asking the to do all this or is this more if you do like a school or a longer course no i will actually i actually um some of the study we did uh, in the unit I was in because of the, the fast learning that it's so big a learning obstacle if if there is a discrepancy between just how the behavior how the, the student uh, or, or yeah it can be a 15 minutes uh, instruction and if the student is expecting another behavior from me as an instructor, then they will use a lot of their mental energy on thinking about that my behavior is not like they expected. And by talk, take, use 10 seconds to talk about how they are expecting me to behave in this 15 minute instruction, I can actually they can learn 
so much more in those 15 minutes. So I think uh, on I'm not thinking uh, the, the 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 research show that if you're going to have some kind of interaction and do it in an efficient way in it's it, it maybe not even teaching but some kind of interaction where you're going to yeah have a meeting uh, with a business uh, partner or anything just do that calibrating the expectations how do you want how can we behave uh, and how uh, so how do you yeah. do that so exactly how would you do that on the first day uh, of the course would you ask each and one um all together like can you let me know or do you go and talk to each person uh that's depend on the, what what i'm going to teach or instruct uh, so let's say public class you have five yeah, public public owners. owners yes um i you can i can do it uh, two ways you can either uh, do it in a written way or i will do it uh, where i talk with them uh, i will i think if i have a poppy class and let's say i we have five weeks poppy class with one session each week so five times five evenings we are going yeah. to meet with, with them yes then i will have them to write down their formal expectation of the course what they want out of the course what do they want the learning goals and the the purpose of taking this course uh, and that's just one or two sentences or you can just use use headlines like yeah so not a lot of words but just make them write it, write it down uh, because then i can use it to show them the last evening have you reached your goal uh, and but this has not but then you didn't yeah sorry yeah that's the formal goal uh, calibrating the formal goals and the informal the one way how would they want me to behave there i will yeah. ask there i will uh, i will ask out how the class how the whole group want feedback as a group and then so and so and then i will use um then we are going out and i first time i do one-to-one -one instructions with one of the, the the owners and the puppies i will ask them the question how do you want feedback what do you expect of me okay yes and uh, so and that's if okay. we have if we so have a lot of first class together you ask each and every one yes yes and uh, you don't have to it don't have to take long uh, you can just and if you're doing it no no if you're, no no yeah i was and, just wondering and, how you would do it in practical and, and yeah and good answer <laughs> yes and and you can also if you want more control uh in the, on this if you want uh, i don't just find a example if the if it's very important uh, let's say there's some kind of safety issues involved where it's very important you as an instructor have control you can do it more by telling them what they can expect how they can expect the feedback uh, and you can by example use grandma's law tell to tell them just yeah. yes uh, okay. now you're going to on this course you're going to get feedback by grandma's law and we're doing it every time you start with reversed uh, grandma's law and explaining it and then I give you feedback. Uh, that's a more form, not formal, but more controlled. Yeah. yeah. Is that making sense? The difference there. Um, and mm -hmm. the last, the last 
way to do it can be more intimidating to the student than the first way, the way where you ask, how do you want feedback? That they have more uh, social uh, security in this situation where if you're going to, to talk to them, the, you know, when I think about it, I've never. You have never. I have. I have never ever in my life been to a course, or an education, or a school anywhere at any point. A teacher has asked me that question. No. How do you want your feedback? And that's and it's a uh, good question. It's I'm just I'm just saying that yeah. About it. And that includes all elementary school and bachelor and masters and all dog schools classes, whatever I've done. No one has ever asked that question actually. Uh, so good. Yeah, and and I you think can a lot also of people would be positive. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you can also do it a little more uh, how can we, controlled by asking them it, actually it's not i when i'm thinking about it just to ask the question is 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 a very big step in 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 a good direction and how you ask it can be a little different and and if you as an instructor want a little control as well you can ask you can do it a little more specific uh, you can ask how direct do you want the feedback uh, or do you want me mm -hmm. to sugarcoat it <laughs> but in that way you also have that's uh, very that's very leading questions right? yes yes exactly but in the beginning maybe because you also as an instructor uh, want uh, some kind of uh, social uh, safety in this situation. So if you as an instructor is, is uncomfortable in the beginning to use this uh, approach, you can do it in a way where you still have a little control by ask very uh, closed questions. Uh, but because it's a big step to just ask it. Yeah. So so it's a, it's a it's a, it's better to ask how direct do you want my my feedback instead of not asking anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like um, Sarah is writing, I think it could be really interesting asking these people. They're mountain guides, so we're very used to taking control and being in charge of challenging conditions. <laughs> yes, yes. Good. Mm. Are there any more questions? And yes, uh, in this, uh, a, a very, if you want, especially in dog training, in when you're training practical skills, it can be a very good idea to ask people, when do you want the feedback? Because some people want feedback on the, on the go while they, they're doing the, uh, the exercise with the puppy, so they can correct it in the oh, exercise. Now, when, when, when they want the feedback, okay. they want the feedback when, while, or mm -hmm. when they are doing the the exercise, or they want the feed, want do they want the feedback afterwards? Uh, that's also different. Uh, mm -hmm. So, and and you, then maybe you can say it's not a good idea to if they are saying. 
I, um, I want the feedback when I'm doing the exercise so I can correct it on the way. Yes, then you, you, you can do it. And then I will personally say, at some point, I will say, okay, all right, now you do it without any feedback so I can see how you're, you're doing it without any intervene, yeah. without my uh, interventions. So when they want their feedback is also because maybe someone, I know a couple where it can be a good idea. Some people say, yes, I just want to do the exercise and think about what I'm there, have done, and then I want the feedback. So when is a very important thing as well. Yes. Now I shall shut up. Okay. I have, um, um, I just have a general uh, like information that I also said to the groups I've been talking to. I, I'll also write it, um, probably send you an email. The, um, when you finished your individual exercises, let me know when you want me to have a look at them and uh, when you want feedback, the individual ones. Preferably, you should upload them in recordings in your own team, on Teams. But if you don't really want to share them yet, if you're not comfortable with sharing them yet, you can send them by email to me. Um, but it's a learning thing, isn't it? So it's nice if you, you are able to share it with the others in your team as well. The thing is, I need to know when you are finished and when you want me to have a look at it. I won't be looking at it the same day. And if everyone is waiting up until the last moment, I get 48 or now 46. I've looked at two, two of them already. Uh, on one day, of course, that will take a couple of weeks to get the feedbacks done. So. Just let me know by email when you want me to have a look. Okay. Now that's yes, it for uh, me. <laughs> no, yeah, just uh, Evie have uh, a comment. Uh, Evie is writing. People don't want to change habits. That's why what is difficult, and that's maybe mm -hmm. people want to change their habits, but is it can be very hard. Uh, especially because yeah. habits is a safe place. So people are feeling safe with their habits. <laughs> so even if you want to change habits, it can be very difficult and the social uh, safety is disappearing when you're going to change habits. And that's something we as an instructor have to be very focused on that when we are changing people's habits, habits is a so uh, psychological safe spot. And so we are actually taking them out of a safe zone, zone when we are changing habits. I don't know if that's making sense, but it's creating a lot of uncertainty by changing habits. And that's something we also often forget that the the safety part in that because we are going out of a safe spot. I don't know if it's making sense. Yeah, we talked a bit we talked about this a lot when it comes to me and my habits. So it makes sense to me. Yes, it, and that's uh, habits, and, and it doesn't matter what kind of habits. And it makes uh, sense to share. Yeah. So, yes. So it was a very good point with habits. Yes, I don't know. There was a very, I think, theoretical heavy podcast, this one. Mm. So, yes, anyone else? Lisbeth, don't have anything more to say? 
I don't believe it. Lisbeth has always something to say. Don't you, Lisbeth? <laughs> my brain is really somewhere else because I have, yeah, I'm quite busy at the moment. So that's why I can't yes. really. What are you doing? What are you doing? Tell us what you're doing. Uh, level one in Norwegian and English is starting in uh, 10 days or so. So I'm doing eight webinars. I'm doing, I'm doing so many things. I'm not even going to. I can send you the list and my colored <laughs> code uh, a plan, which is eight different colors. So I'm yes. sending out about 50 emails, 50, not 15, and I'm spending a couple of hours a day customer service and talking to you and talking to. I just had a meeting with the. Um, Facebook uh, or the advertised promo, whatever marketing company in South Africa, and the person here in Norway is doing my homepage, webpage. Yeah. Yes. And um, recording, just finished recording yesterday for your next uh, unit, but not next unit, but for a unit about young dogs. Uh, I was recording with Tudid that one, and then we're doing that with Julia. And now I'm going to just keep asking questions to see how long I can hold you here just to be annoying. <laughs> no, I can leave when I want to. <laughs> But, um, I have to go, actually. That's the yes. thing. Yes. Uh, if there is, yes, uh, and I can stay if if there is anything uh, you want to me to talk about, I can talk more. But the uh, other way, Lisbeth is probably going to leave now and then I we have a Q&A on Thursday the 29th yes I already written the reminder email so they're coming to you as well next week yes and yep. we will both be there right yeah yeah I'm going to be there probably no have a nice <laughs> I'm going. yes yes <laughs> yes have a nice uh, no yes. there was Yes, there's a Q&A on Thursday tomorrow, two o'clock. That's right. Yes. On the first aid part. Yes. Tomorrow, Saturday? Yes, we have a okay. Q&A on first aid. That's only okay. on first aid. Yes. Okay, see you next yes. uh, Thursday on the Q&A. <laughs> yes. Okay, bye. Yes. Bye.